would be very awesome. Let's hope it is. Are we starting the show? Yeah, I'm uh, Frataloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 233. September 23rd, 2019 it was 90 degrees on three occasions throughout our long history. 1891, 1937, 2017. And it was as low as 30 degrees on this day in 1983. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I did not watch the Emmys. I never do. I have zero interest. But I took uh, some some hope uh, to read today. Now, let me start over. Nobody on the staff watched the Emmys except you. I did. Yeah. Uh, I did take some comfort in noting, reading today, that the Kardashians, did they win something? Uh, yeah, they, they, uh, <clears throat> they were um, recognized. Okay. And they got up and said uh, that we understand the television and how it expresses uh, our real family and we're unscripted and these are the lives of uh, ordinary people, something like that. Yep. And, they, and the room broke into laughter, <laughs> which I thought was comforting. <laughs> right. Either that or they did it as a bit. <laughs> Who knows? And the second uh, thing I noted from the Emmys, I didn't note it, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey alerted me to the idea that Rook, did any of them uh, address uh, climate change or otherwise uh, 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 talk s- about the islands disappearing and what have you? Not so much. It was more uh, political. Okay, but they all all are of that yes, ilk. Yes, I, I would have expected that, but I did not hear that. And I don't know why uh, uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey would have been worried about the swag bags, but he discovered that in the swag bags were luxurious trips to places like the West Indies. Oh, how are they supposed to get there? Wait a minute. Yeah. Huh? What else did they get, those things? They get all kinds of neat stuff in those gift bags, don't they? Yeah, and I don't think, I think most of the items are not made organically. I think there's some uh, production involved. I had somewhere. a girlfriend once. I, uh, that was my nickname for her. Sw- Organic? Swag bag. Swag bag? <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Did you shop a lot, or how does that work? I have a stack of climate-related material, Ah. and I'm wrestling with myself about even continuing to talk about it. uh, Are we the same person? Because I, too, I don't know know today what you're going to talk about. I have a huge stack, and as I was tearing and reading all this and reading it again, I'm thinking... My God, I wish he'd just drop it because well, it's just—it's just so overwhelming. It's and so it's overwhelmingly so one, ridiculous. Yeah, and it's so one-sided. Uh, for example, prior to the show, we watched two videos, Reavers and I, that uh, we decided not to play. One was uh, filmed by the College Fix. They showed up in Northfield Friday and captured many Saint Olaf students mm-hmm. on camera. Uh, believing that there are 12 years left of the earth. Right. And uh, much uh, in the same vein as ca- was it campus reform that did the uh, mm-hmm. socialism video. It's much in the same vein. And uh, the only thing that occurred to me is if you really believe that, why in the hell are you giving St. Olaf 40 grand a year or 50 grand a year? <laughs> right. Why don't you just That's skip a waste it? of money. Just skip it. Yeah. And and as they <laughs> as they march downtown, the students uh, routinely 
uh, use the uh, a very profane word to say conservatives. Right. Bleep conservatives, they would say as they passed the camera. Uh-huh. So we didn't want to play that one. Right. And then uh, we uh, saw uh, a couple of Greta Thunberg videos. <laughs> One from Good Morning America. They had her on the show Friday, I believe. Uh, from Friday. And then I just most recently, an, an hour ago, watched uh, her remarks today at the UN General Assembly, which is uh, panicked about the uh, calamity that's uh, awaiting the earth. And I think what I had, I think the position I'm going to take on Greta Thunberg is that as a, as a somewhat responsible adult, maybe you lay off a 16 year old kid with autism. Probably maybe, a good idea. Maybe you just don't take her seriously. Just uh, let her go. She uh, said She said to the UN that the, her dreams have been shattered and her life has been taken from her. What? Because there's only 12 years left? I guess. Oh. I, I, I just... Uh, see if I can find it. It, it was a very dramatic reading also. She's very dramatic. Yes, very. very dramatic. I, I do have some stuff, though, Kenny, I can't ignore. You were watching that when I decided to go out back and have a heater, yeah. smoke a dart. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I muttered all the way outside. Mm-hmm. And I think I agree with you. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, let's just. Uh, she reminds Bill Stein of Pippi Longstocking. No, that's <laughs> not what she reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Let's just let her. Well, I do want to tell you what she said. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood. She said that today. She said, I shouldn't be here. I should be on the other side of the ocean in school. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words, and yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Well, that's true. Uh, People are dying all the time. I don't necessarily know they're dying from anything related to the to the climate change, but I'm 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 washing my hands of her uh, because it's almost too easy, isn't it, to take a daily pot pot shot at a 16 year old kid? Yeah. Yeah. Who quite, That's not going away. Who quite literally, I believe, is being used. Right, Mr. Newsman? I uh, I, I cannot uh, argue that with that. And, point. and the video I saw, she didn't come off as being uh, intelligent. No. But I'll go through these because some of them are terribly uh, hilarious. Well, and speaking of not sounding intelligent, watch that video Joe was just talking about. On, what was it? Campus Fix? Not one of them had a answer. Well, no. Yeah, they were asked, well, what are you going to do about it? I don't know. It's just like, you know. <laughs> well, it's like, like that, that kid we talked to Jeremy, Friday. Kid yeah. called kid on Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you really believed. Is that Burger King? I'm going to ask reasonable questions. If you really believed that the earth is uh, coming to a bitter end because of the use of fossil fuels, would you uh, block traffic uh, with a sailboat? across the middle of the road in Washington, D.C. If you really believe that, why would you cause motorists then to idle and use more fuel? I would, If I was a true believer, I would not do that. No, these are just unemployed kids who are bored. Well, let's, let's go put a sailboat in the middle mm-hmm. of the street. Well. It has nothing to do with anything. You're causing the use of more fuel. If you're a real, true, committed believer... You, you don't shut down traffic in, in one of the nation's most uh, congested... Uh, metroplexes. You just wouldn't do it. They arrested 26 climate activists. No, they're not climate activists. If they were climate activists, they wouldn't have blocked traffic. If they're sincere in their beliefs. Right. If you really believe. Really believe? If you really believe that that meat uh, is contributing, uh, the raising of cattle is contributing to uh, climate change because of methane production and 
and uh, flatulence from cows and, and what have you. If you really believe that and you have one of these guys, Andrew Yang, uh, who is even suggesting he would make meat so expensive yeah. <laughs> that you would change your diet because that's why he wants to be president. So you change your diet to save the earth. If you really believe that. And he's running for president, and those are the words and thoughts of a 10-year-old. He's an idiot. 17, <laughs> he does not have my vote. <laughs> 17, 17 of the 19 declared Democratic presidential candidates attended the Iowa Polk County Fair, uh, and they cooked. They grilled, and they helped the grill, Peter uh, Buda Buda, and uh, all of them. They grilled 10,500 steaks. Uh-huh. Wow. And 1,000 veggie burgers. So, but if you really <laughs> believe, if you really believe that, why are you cooking 10,500 steaks? They cannot answer that question. No. Was, uh, was Mr. Yang also in attendance at the Polk County? Well, 17 of the 19 were. <clears throat> Let's see if I can run them down. There's Peter Buda Buda. He's cooking a steak and he's looking pensively into the grill. I saw Warren. She was flipping them pretty, yeah. pretty significantly. Kamala Harris uh, said she supports changing dietary guidelines to discourage meat consumption. <laughs> Buttigieg, Buttigieg, how do you say his name? Bu- Buttigieg, right? Buttigieg, Buttigieg. And Sanders have supported a meat tax. Andrew Yang said he is, uh, supports increasing the price of red meat to make it inaccessible. Uh, and uh, on Saturday, the Iowa Republican Party seized on the apparent hypocrisy. Well, it's not apparent hypocrisy. It's just flat-out hypocrisy. hypocrisy to have a giant steak fry while you're telling me you're going to get to be president, and the first thing you're going to do is not eat meat. <laughs> I wish I could find the picture. I don't know where I saw it. Twitter, somewhere, newspaper, of a, uh, a park after one of these. Thank one, you. I saw that, too. One of these... Uh, Climate change. Tons of trash in the park. <laughs> it looked like Woodstock. It did. Yeah. It looked like Woodstock. It was just trashed. <laughs> have you ever read The Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, I have actually. Twice by Margaret Atwood. Yeah. She uh, was on The View, uh, a television show called The View. And uh, somebody named Joy Behar. Right. She's a pain in the sure. ass. Behar, right. Who said she's obsessed with climate change. Asked Margaret Atwood about her thoughts on how climate change might impact the Earth. And Atwood said her main concern would be an uptick in vehicle accidents caused by warming oceans. Because what? because she thinks uh, more oxygen will be leaving the Earth, and then drivers won't have enough air in their brains, and they'll crash the car. <laughs> Margaret Atwood uh-huh, said uh-huh, that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, she had to be kidding. No, she said, the thing to keep your eye on is the warmth of the ocean. Because if the ocean warms too much, the marine algae that make up 60 to 80% of the oxygen we breathe will die. We will choke to death. And if choking to death doesn't scare you, car accidents should. Because according to the 79-year-old feminist author, that's what's coming next. We'll have a lot of traffic accidents first because our brains will be oxygen starved. But that's the thing that will really do us in, Atwood said. If you have no oxygen, check this out. You mean to tell me if this plane paused right here, there'd be no oxygen? Right now, my priority is kickball. Thank you. Handmaid's Tale is a great book. I can't believe it. I did read it. I can't believe the woman that wrote that also said that. It's a, a large uh, series now, two television series. My wife is very wrapped yeah, up no, in it yeah. on Hulu. I will not watch that. May I also no. point out this, and I'm going to conclude mercifully early. The uh, climate, oh, the, climate 
No, no. I'm going to conclude the climate oh, aspect of the show. <laughs> Podcast number 233. Uh, we all know our old pal Steve Conrad. Sure. Yes. He yeah. provided me facts that support the great denier. This is amazing. This truly is amazing. He alerted me to a uh, uh, Minnesota Department of Natural Resources data from the National Weather Service. So this isn't me. This isn't some right-wing nutcase. This, this, is is the, this is the DNR. It's a spreadsheet of the average temperature in Minnesota beginning in, just, this is wonderful. Oh, look at that. Beginning in 1872. You've got about 20 pages. I know. There. I got every average temperature for every year beginning in 1872. The point, the point that Steve wanted me to see is that uh, in 1878, the average temperature in Minnesota was 48.7 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Last year... The average temperature in Minnesota was 46.4 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. <laughs> All righty. 2.3 degrees cooler last year than 150 years ago. What, what have you been saying since forever? Yeah. What, if you want to worry about something, worry about global cooling. Right. <laughs> and there's all the documents. And this isn't from... This isn't from your favorite podcast, Mayor of a Fake Town. Okay, so what's <laughs> this? This is from the DNR. What is their comeback going to be? If you address this to one of these people, they're going to say, well, different parts of the country will well, have know, yeah. different effects. That's the other thing that occurred to me today. I was on the Garage Logic Service Road of Life, and I'm thinking the divide in this topic yep. is so. What are you doing? There is a device that has its sound on in the room, and I've been trying to be discreet about uh, notifying those that might want to turn down the device. We can I can hear, hear it. it, and I can somehow still manage to concentrate and do this. What Joe asked me what was wrong. What device Kenny. is that? That's why I, I was know. answering the question by I the mirror. I think that's what he was trying to find out. Yeah. Is it Kenny's? No, I don't know. Volume's down on both of mine. Anyway, continue devices. your thought. There's a great divide. The divide is so <laughs> pronounced that how can this be discussed? How can this... How can reasonable people rationally? Yeah, right. How can you? It, it ra- can't. How can I make a student at Saint Olaf understand their folly? I, I, they're they're unwilling to learn. You're more. 0 and 41 in doom predictions, by the way, going back to 1970. You're 0 for 41. <laughs> I would I would start with pointing that out. I don't think they care. But is there because any- this has nothing to do with the environment. No, but they don't think so, Joe. This has to do with reordering capitalism. But I think the general masses, the young and dumb among us, I think they buy into this 100%. They don't realize they're being duped. And I don't think any one of the 98 people running for the Democratic nomination truly believe it. They're just doing it to pander, to get votes. Because it's always Well, because it will provide them more control. Of course. It's It's a means to control human behavior. I mean, they're, they're getting bolder and bolder at it. Andrew Yang wants to prevent you from having a stake. So what he'll do is make it so expensive you can't afford it. Is that the American and way? And Buttigieg and Sanders would have a meat tax, which is the same, I guess, as Yang tax, doing right. whatever he would do. But this has nothing to do with, with the environment. Nothing. None of these stories have anything to do with the environment. And is, is there a point that something is so outrageous that they will have to come to grips with it's not... Accurate that the world is going to end in 12 years or whatever. Will there be an incident? Well, the, that well, will... the world would have to face a very real problem uh, before you could knock these believers off their perches. Uh, I, People choking to death because there's not enough oxygen. And no, no, no. 
No, what I mean by a real problem is, uh, God forbid, say another 9-11 or something, okay. where, where, where your attention would be steered back to reality. So maybe a But given short attention spans, right. that wouldn't last long. Right. So who's behind all of this? Who's who? Who will profit the most? Who? Uh, Trump is it because he's going to get reelected? Is it the U? Is it the UN? The UN, which I despise, uh, I want them out of my country. Uh, they've never accomplished anything, as far as I'm aware, and they uh, they're holding these meetings now because nothing will stop climate change like another meeting. <laughs> UN, UN headline, UN wants only bold new climate right. plans. Right. And by the way, when I mentioned, said Trump, I don't, I'm not saying he's behind it. I'm saying he's the one that's going to benefit from this. The, the jump page, the headline is UN wants nations to be carbon neutral right. by 2050. Mm-hmm. Why? You need carbon. You need carbon dioxide. When was the world last carbon neutral? I'm not sure it ever has been. Exactly. Right. The climate's changed significantly three or four times through the millennia without the presence of human beings. Therefore, without the presence of Dodge minivans and coal plants. Which, by the way, my kid has one for sale if you guys need a $500 (laughs) minivan. (laughs) UN Climate Summit sets stage for new national emissions promises. I think I I know what's going to happen. We're going to get nibbled to death. It's going to be... Oh, let's see if I can state this without sounding conspiratorial. Uh, let's say a Democrat wins the presidency. They'll, they'll, he or she will be forced to live up to their campaign promises about the climate change is a, a, a catastrophe and we only have about two hours to fix it. Otherwise, we're doomed. Okay. Well, they're going to have to do something to demonstrate that they, they remain committed to this belief. So I can easily see... Uh, Mileage restrictions placed on your use of your own car. Mm-hmm. I can easily oh. see uh, nationally enforced uh, thermostat guidelines in your own home. Mm-hmm. I can easily see uh, gas rationing, gas rationing, or I can easily see uh, an increase in the cost of appliances because the manufacturers will be forced to make them even more uh, sufficient, uh, uh, efficient than they are now. And now they're terribly efficient compared to when you threw your junk in an incinerator in the basement. Guys like me that uh, drive a giant farm truck. Right. Can you imagine what my tax, my yearly tax Mm -hmm. is going to be? It'll be a punishment tax. And, and so then what will happen? Well, you'll end up taxing our way of life out of business. You know, if you can't pay the taxes on your big farm truck, you're going to stop the farming. And mm-hmm. pretty soon, uh, nobody's taking crops to the marketplace. And mm-hmm. what, what good can come of this? I can't see any good coming of this. But, but then again, I don't believe that the earth faces an imminent catastrophe. I guess if you believe that the earth faces a, uh, an imminent catastrophe, it's different for you. You're only going to grill 10,500 steaks. <laughs> You're only going to block traffic for six hours in Washington, D.C. The Earth has never been carbon neutral. Well, no, it's part of life. Right. So are we going to go, are we going to all turn Amish? Is it it horse and buggy time? No, of course not. That's a ludicrous question. We'll never go back to horse and buggy. We don't have a cow. Speaking of horses and buggies. But what's, what's the solution? Because we all have to drive. And when are they going to realize that batteries and the creation of batteries is just as evil as they think coal is? Yeah, you got to do a lot of mining. Yeah. Speaking of horses and buggies, 
I think Mike Pence did a Bush League thing over yeah. the weekend. Oh, the Mackinac. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Mackinac or Mackinac? Mackinac. Mackinac Island. He t- uh, took an eight-vehicle convoy. No, it's the Mackinac Island, and no, and no, the Mackinac Island, Mackinac Bridge. Is that what it is? <laughs> Matthew? Anyway, anyway, he went to the island where uh, no cars have ever been, and he took eight vehicles for his entourage. Uh, previous presidents have visited there. He's the first vice president to do so, but Clinton was there, H.W. was there, Ronald Reagan was there, and they all rode around in the horse-drawn carriages. That so for this, for, for this, this was a Bush League move. It was Bush League. It's a Bush League move. They got a pleasant little island there. They don't like cars. Uh, that what would have what would have even been greater would it have been a Democrat to bring right. eight cars? Right, <laughs> right. Mackinac. What kind of car? Well, the big SUVs. The, you no, know the, the big, stuff yeah. to protect them. So it wasn't something fun. No, it wasn't fun at all. But wouldn't it be more fun to go in a horse and buggy? Yeah, just for the just for the hell of it. Yeah. Have you ever been on the back end of a horse? Uh, on a it's carriage. A, it's aromatic. Ooh. He traveled from the Mackinac Island Airport to the Grand Hotel where he was speaking to the Mackinac Republican Leadership Conference. Uh, he took a convoy. It's a one-mile trip in each direction. <laughs> Fail. <Jeez>. Fail. <laughs> I just think it was Bush League. Man, is that a beautiful place, though. I've been there. Yeah. I've not been there. Many times? Everybody says it's fantastic. I've been there many times. I've been there once. I've been there many times. I've been there once. And it was, uh, it's, it's, well, actually, it's not that cool. It's just a bunch of fudge shops. But it's pleasant because you see neat boats and I, stuff. Uh, I took that bridge, Mackinac. You're bridge. afraid of that bridge, aren't you? I I wore adult diapers and I, I wore <laughs> them out. Yeah. I guess I'm seeing both. You can say Mackinac or Mackinac. The whole time, Such. Eyes on the road. Eyes on the road. Eyes on the road. Eyes on the road. Yeah. There was no there was no sightseeing over that bridge. We have some uh, audio for you today coming up. Uh, one, one of which will bring us back to the topic of uh, bird loss in North America. Okay. And how I've repeatedly told you guys about how I rescue birds that crash into the windows. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. The last one didn't go so well. Ooh. But uh, uh, John writes, John from Brainerd writes, your discussion the other day about the decline of birds in North America brought the following to mind for me. Uh, family farms and birds. I question the validity of their conclusions. They say that the decline has been noted in the last 50 years. Uh, What is something else that has disappeared over the last 50 years? The family farm, each one with a barn full of hay and feed, which the sparrows and swallows love to get into. I should know. I grew up on one. 50 years ago, there was one of those barns full of birds every quarter mile. Now about every five miles, just my personal observation. And one more uh, personal observation about that. He's right. My uh, my barns and silos are full of birds. Rick Grossong in Edmond, Oklahoma writes, the article you read regarding the decline of bird numbers lacks something important. Context. There is no doubt that a three billion birds is a lot of birds. But without context, we don't know whether we should be alarmed or merely interested. We need context to tell us if this is 5, 10, 20 percent of the total population or if it's a mere glitch. I can surmise that it is significant since they went to the trouble of writing this story. But without context, we can't know for sure. Like you always say, reporting is what it used to be. Well, in the event that you uh, uh, are worried about birds hitting your own windows, there is something you can do about it. And we're going to play a, We're going to play an audio for you when we come back. Uh, uh, right now, this week, coming up Thursday, RF Moeller is having their exceptional diamond event in their Edina store Thursday, September 26th through Saturday, September 28th. 
All diamonds and diamond jewelry is going to be 10 to 50% off. They take trade-ins on diamonds purchased from RF Moeller and other jewelers, so it's a great opportunity to upgrade her diamond to a larger diamond. This year, they're also having a sketch artist on site who can help you design a custom piece of jewelry. These special Moeller events don't happen often because they provide great sales service all year long. Take advantage of this while you can. Visit them at 50th in France in Edina, Thursday, September 26th, uh, through Saturday, September 28th. And remember, in September at all RF Moeller Jeweler locations, when you uh, get your watch battery replaced, that money is all going to the Children's Cancer Research nice. Fund. RF Moeller, uh, Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, 50th in France and Edina, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or rfmoeller.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Uh, I'm interested in the loss of three billion birds, but I'm glad to be reminded from a listener in Oklahoma that I should have been on top of that. We need context. We need what what, what percentage of the bird population is that. Right. Uh, and I am I'm interested in what my personal observation about insects. I made a run to Northfield and back yesterday to look at something. And uh, pretty much insect-free. Really? You want in the middle of the day. Go well, at night. Well, in the past, though, I've gotten as many bugs in the middle of the day. Uh, there's a fellow on YouTube uh, that has a brilliant way to prevent birds from hitting your windows. And I'm not being facetious. It's such a neat idea. I'm going to do it. And here's the, here's the it's a YouTube uh Brief YouTube video. Okay. Does he start talking? It's so upsetting when birds fly into your window, especially when you spend loads of time feeding them and making that perfect little wildlife haven in your garden. <laughs> I had a couple this year who did just that. One of them was a little gold crest, and I managed to warm him up in my hand, and then he flew off That's okay. What I do. Then I had a little robin do the same thing. Oh, yeah. And then I thought, enough's enough. I've got to find a way of stopping them flying into windows, and I have. And this is a ch cheap, simple trick. And all you're going to need is a pen like this, which I'll put the information the on marker. down here. And it's basically a pen for writing on glass. It writes a very fine white line that sticks to the glass. You can scrape it off if you want to with like a credit card or something. But you can wash the windows and it'll stay there. Um, so you just draw these white lines vertically, four inches apart down the window you can hardly see it but birds don't like flying through gaps that go downwards they don't mind if it's that way because they'll fly through the gap but if the lines are going down they they don't like it and also i think it reminds them of cobwebs but either way it's worked 100 percent. and if you like this tip please share it with someone else who yeah. loves birds and has I got like birds it. in their garden hopefully we can save a load of birds flying into windows I'm this year thank you i feel ashamed that i didn't tell you this earlier my mother-in-law can you still hear me? I yeah. just Check hit a button by, by accident. Oh, okay. My mother-in-law has been doing this for years. Really? Yeah. So much so that I adapted this. Um, barn swallows, they'll fly through tiny little openings. And if you leave your doors open, they'll, they're, you know, they're in your shop. So what I did is I took streamers that 
Yeah, they're just the skinny orange streamers that you like, say, wrap around posts and stuff, little flags. And I tied a washer to each one of them, made them about five, six yep. feet long. And I tacked up four or five of them in my doorways. I don't think I'm going to get away with that at home. And, yeah. and the barn swallows stopped flying right. into my uh, shop. But two things you said that are important. Mm-hmm. It's, a very, it's a very thin white line, mm-hmm. yeah. and they have to be drawn vertically. Right. Yep. If you do them horizontally, the bird doesn't care. They'll fly right. between horizontal barriers, but they won't right. fly between that, vertical barriers. That's bizarre behavior. Mm-hmm. Will you uh, allow us to do one thing, please? Mm-hmm. When uh, you, you decide to tackle this project at yeah. home, let us come just so we can uh, videotape your neighbors. Yeah, what and the, the hell's Suchery up to I, I, now? I can't wait to hear uh, the CP's reaction. Uh, yeah, I you see out the... there with a <laughs> yeah, white but... marker. Is this four inches apart? Where's the level? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I might just try it, though. And then you'll step back 20 feet and kind of give it the nod. (laughs) Put your head like you're a dog. Turn it sideways. Kind of go, yeah. yeah. The windows windows that that guy was marking up were a little cruder than mine. And then you're going to go get like a a six-foot-long two-by-four. You're going to hold it against the glass and (laughs) run a line down. That's a good straight one. Might be a bigger problem in the backyard, huh? Yeah. The windows in the back. Yeah. Ah, Maybe I won't do it. But is, is it is it a problem... Amongst your entire home, or is there just a section of the house that they fly into? Uh, it's usually the bigger picture windows. It's usually isn't it? not necessarily. Uh, they really like flying into garage windows yeah. and some and some other windows. And uh, I'll get I'll get one a week uh, on a deck outside the main windows, sure. and I'll get one a week on the deck outside the garage windows. So that's basically how you have. Um, I've resuscitated all but one to my knowledge. mouth to mouth. No, right. the guy last week uh, he didn't make it. He just went. He right took in off bed. all right, but then he lost a wing. But what I, I suggest you do to resuscitate these things is um, bring them in, into the garage, yeah. uh, fire up the air compressor, and just blasts of air <laughs> into, into the right. little bird lungs. <laughs> it should be good then, right? After that, that. puff them up and get them ready. Explode! Oh, it hurt my lung when you said that. Explode! Oh my God! You poor little bird. <laughs> Well, anyway, I thought I I thought that was a worthy GL tip yeah, to share. Not bad. Uh, My mom-in-law says it works great. It does. It, she said it it stopped because she's got a giant picture window, and it, you know, ten times a day, it's clunk. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you do about the aesthetics of it? It because it doesn't look very nice. <laughs> it looks like jail uh, bars. Right. It does. It does. <laughs> That still might be worth it. I, I, You know, I've always said no whale's going to die on my watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do my best to make sure no bird dies on my watch. Wow. I've got nothing against a bird. Nothing. <laughs> would you have to consult, like, Mr. You before nope. you did this? Nope. Or would he nope. Would he just <laughs> nope. know what sushri is up? No, they wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. He's good with it. <laughs> We're going to be back with John Height's newscast. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Speaking of birds and uh, <laughs> killing birds, waterfall season opened uh, over the weekend. And uh, uh, on one hand, I'm happy to say I don't have to go back to DK Mags to stock up because I didn't shoot that much. And 
course, uh, I'm sad that I, I can't go up to DK Mags. I'm always looking for an excuse. They're the perfect option to stock up on all your waterfall, upland, and large game ammunition needs. And like I said, and we all know this if we've been there before, you can't just stroll in there and buy a couple boxes of shells. You're going to have to check everything out from handguns to accessories for your AR. Uh, look into suppressors. I know the prices, the tax, especially on suppressors, is really high, but wouldn't it be fun? to take that 22 plinker out and not have to put ear protection on and just blast all day uh and i still it's still on my list and i know i've talked about it i'm, I'm going to get a james bond holster uh maybe not to carry my firearm maybe just for my cell phone because you know all the guys suture's age they put them on a on a holster on their belt and i gotta tell you folks you look like nerds <laughs> i've never when, done that when you, <laughs> Such, when you have your cell phone on a belt it makes you look like a nerd so i think you should get a, a james bond holster from dk mags and What's do wrong that with my back pocket uh you're not going to get attitude from the guys at dk mags like the attitude we get here every day from Such. just friendly knowledgeable and very helpful advice spend some time on their website it's fantastic you'll find a tremendous page Pages and pages of firearms, my goodness, and all sorts of toys and, and accessories. As for the prices, they're fair. Fair enough that they can beat or match most prices. And even better, two locations. I know I don't talk about them enough, but there's another location up in Cello, Monticello Pond and Gun. They're all part of the GL family, and we love them for it. Monticello Pond and Gun at DKMags.com and Johnny Heights News. Thank you, Kenny. Several dozen people marched in St. Paul's Midway neighborhood to remember a man who was fatally shot by a police officer after he attacked the officer. We'll be discussing this today, John. Okay. Sunday evening's protest ended uh, peacefully after participants marched from a police station to the site where 31-year-old Ronald Davis was shot on September 15th. Authorities say Davis rear-ended a squad car, then confronted Officer Steve Matson with a knife before he was shot. Police Chief Todd Axtell plans to release body camera video of the incident on Tuesday. During Sunday's march, protesters shouted chants and sang, We Are Family. At the site of the shooting, they held a candlelight vigil and called for an end to police shootings. Uh, your old buddy Joe, activist and attorney Nakima Levy-Armstrong, said Davis should still be alive and told the crowd, Enough is enough. They'll be coming up later in the podcast. Okay. Not a lot of information, but the Invergrove Heights Police Department, along with Simley High School Administration, decided on Saturday to shut down the school's homecoming dance early after a perceived threat of a weapon, according to a police department press release. A school resource officer was in attendance at the dance and investigated the perceived threat, but the officer and the school's administration were unable to substantiate it. Police did not specify the nature of the threat. The incident will be further investigated by the Invergrove Heights Police Department and the school's perceived administration. threat. Perceived. So that's correct. Was somebody carrying? <sighs> Reporting un- isn't what it used to be. Very well, and that's the only. And we shut comment. it down completely the, uh, due to was, a uh, perceived threat. That's, mm-hmm. that's correct. Perceived. Oh. Threat of a weapon is what the police are calling it. But don't you have to take everything that seriously? Sure you do. No. Oh, Kenny, come on. A perceived threat? What is a perceived threat? I perceive you you as a threat, Matthew. That shows you wouldn't even watch my dance before the show. Police uh, are not specifying the nature of the threat, so we we don't know at this point what uh, So, Suits, you think they did the right thing? Yep. I do, too. If your kid was there, you would think they did the right thing. Perceived threat. Yeah. You can't take any chances what, what nowadays. What a bummer, though. They blew the whole night for these kids. I guess I'm more disappointed about what it's come to. Yeah. Mm. 
But but again, Joe's right. I mean, if if this would have been my kid's school, I would have been, I would have felt the same way. My kid went to he went he went to school public school in South Minneapolis. There's a perceived threat <laughs> every day. <laughs> he got along just fine. Yeah. President Trump admitting Sunday he raised former Vice President Joe Biden and Biden's son in a summer phone call with Ukraine's new leader as Democrats pressed for investigations into whether Trump improperly used his office to try to dig up damaging info about a political rival. Trump told reporters the July 25th call with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky was congratulatory and focused on corruption in the East European nation. In his remarks to reporters, he then raised Biden as an example although there's no evidence of any wrongdoing by Biden or his son Hunter, who was on the board of Ukrainian gas company. He told reporters it was largely the fact we don't want our people, like Vice President Biden and his son, creating to the corruption already in the Ukraine. Biden, who's among the frontrunners for the Democratic presidential nomination, accused Trump of making a baseless political smear. The matter has sparked a fierce debate over whether the president misused his office for political gain whether his administration is withholding from uh, Congress critical information about his actions. The incident part of a whistleblower complaint, but the acting director of national intelligence, Joseph McGuire, has refused to share details with lawmakers citing presidential privilege. Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who has resisted calls for impeachment for other alleged Trump transgressions, said Sunday, unless McGuire provides info to Congress, Congress uh, administration officials will be, quote, entering, in her words, a grave new chapter of lawlessness, which will take us into a whole new stage of investigation. I wrote a little song about uh, Ukraine. Oh, good! A little song. About Ukraine? You have accent? <laughs> I'm trying to think of things that rhyme with Ukraine. Really? What? That was the easiest line. That's how I started. <laughs> Lay it on me, okay. baby. A Ukraine, it's causing Trump pain. <laughs> See, that one was easy. That was Ukraine is causing Trump pain. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, that was easy. He says it's about Biden, but Dems are crying about election spying. Huh? Yeah, so they yeah. Can't. We, we like it, John. They say impeachment's on the table, but both sides seem pretty unstable. <laughs> A government chaos is always lurking. This two-party thing, it ain't working. Uh, how about term limits? Maybe get rid of some of the dim wits. <laughs> okay. You know your uh, your Trump bias is really starting to show in your newscast, John. Yeah. yeah, I picked on everybody now. Democrats, <laughs> Republicans, causing so. Trump pain. I, I felt like I kind of I kind of know where you're going to go, and I really thought you were going to go Clapton. When you, were doing, when you were actually reading the oh, story, was I, I was wondering, is he going to make this a two-part and come back tomorrow and finish the uh, finish this story tomorrow? I, maybe that was I, a, sh I should have consulted with that you That was guys. a long story you read. Yeah. Uh, but Chris might be right there. You, you could... Ukraine! Yeah! <laughs> it's causing Trump pain! Oh, yeah. I might like that even Could better. Yeah. yeah. We don't mind. Well, John, we've we all known that I know more about music mind. than you. <laughs> Ukraine. <laughs> Opening statements Monday in the murder trial of that white police officer accused of shooting her black neighbor in his Dallas apartment. I remember this happened last year. 31-year-old Amber Geiger is expected in a city courthouse where she'll stand trial in the fatal shooting of 26-year-old Botham Jean last year. 
The case has attracted intense national scrutiny for its very strange circumstances and has wanted a chain of shootings of black men by white police officers. Lawyers for Geiger are likely to argue she fired in self-defense based on the mistaken belief she was in her own apartment. Was she hammered? She was just off duty. No, Remember? but why is she in the yeah. wrong apartment? Uh, that's the that's, question. That's the question. That's the question. Nobody can answer. The case could hang on whether the jury believes it was a reasonable mistake, according to legal experts. Geiger was off duty but still in uniform when she shot Gene in his home. She told investigators that after a 15-hour shift, she parked on the fourth floor of her apartment complex's garage rather than the third floor where she lived and found the apartment's door ajar. Three days after the shooting, she was arrested for manslaughter and fired from the Dallas Police Department, charged by a grand jury with murder. As work continues on self-driving cars, a team of researchers in China is rethinking autonomous transportation using a souped-up bicycle. It's a motorized bike that needs no rider. Like a Vintelli e-bike? It can roll over a bump on its own, staying perfectly upright. It follows. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. Check this out. What would the point be of a riderless bike? Uh, it's uh, as we later in the story, we'll talk about AI and how much it's it's say we're able to accomplish. Well, with you just AI, put so that thought that's... on hold because when I think of a bike, mm-hmm. I think of a guy on the bike yeah. or a girl on the bike, like uh-huh. a Pentelli e-bike from EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. Look at how that works. Pedaling assist, five levels of assist. Don't you don't want one of those Chinese self-driving bikes? <laughs> Get up to EcoFun right now. Also, back-to-school sale on scooters that use gasoline. <laughs> Raystar uh, 49cc on sale now, eleven ninety-nine. The Cabo 50, seventeen ninety-nine, and both the Havana Classic 50 and the Soho 50, eighteen ninety-nine. I've been telling you this is a wonderful, wonderful way to commute uh, to, to school or your uh, place of employment. If you have a short commute, uh, you're going to be cheating the man at the gas pumps, and you're going to find a place to park. Mm-hmm. They're reliable, and if some if you do need service, uh, Tim sends a truck through town every day to pick up clients' bikes, takes them Bam. back, services them, and then returns them to you. Uh, we're trying to convince Rookie to take advantage of that. A full line of Yamaha motorcycles, and as I mentioned, the Bentelli e-bikes at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake, EcoFunMotorsports.com. When I think of commuting, I think of the Yamaha WR250R. You like that bike, don't it's you? It's a dual sport. Yep. That means okay. I'm in the ditch, I'm in the field, I'm on the highway, I'm yep. downtown Minneapolis, I'm wherever I want to go That's right. on that motorcycle. It's a great bike. This uh, new Chinese bike, they think, if it has a niche in the future, it'll probably be for delivery and that sort of thing. But it listens to what you say. It has no. AI. So it says, oh, not doing this. if you're walking no. by it and you say, turn left, yeah. the bike turns left. But what's the point of it? Yeah. You might as well have a mule. Well, you might as well be walking down the street with a horse on a leash. Let's well, turn left here. The horse has got saddlebags on it. Well, wouldn't it be nice, though, if you didn't have to? Uh, hop in the car with the CP and go to Burger King. If they would bring Burger King to you via a I bike, ain't that no doesn't Burger King. <laughs> What's the last thing? Which news bought do you buy? <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's, because he ain't going to no Burger King. <laughs> not eating that bullhead. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the restaurant. Oh, uh, this, is, this is a tough story here. They all and, are, aren't they, John? Did, well, this one is. I I have many questions, although the the story is complete, but. An American man has drowned while proposing to his girlfriend underwater at an idyllic island off the coast of Tanzania, mm-hmm. according to a luxury resort. Well, I didn't think this through, did they? <laughs> his this girl- I should probably turn my mic off. I need an answer. Hurry. 
His girlfriend. <laughs> yes, well, no. His girlfriend, Kenesha. Hold on, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. His girlfriend, Kenesha Antoine, posted on her Facebook page footage of Stephen Weber proposing to her through the window of their underwater hotel room at the luxury Manta, the Manta Resort in Zanzibar. You see why I had many questions? Yes. Yeah. So was he outside the window? He, he, yes. He He's was in, in the, the water. water. Yes. But she she's in her dry hotel room. That's correct. Then she watches him keel over there, huh? She wrote Friday in a post confirming his death. You never emerged from those depths, so you never got to hear my answer. Yes, yes, a million times. Yes, I will marry oh, it's you. It's too late. The video shows Weber swimming up to the window, pressing a handwritten note against it, which read, I can't hold my breath long enough to tell you everything I love about you, but everything I love about you, I love more every day. Will He's you already please, taking up too much time. Right. Will you please be my wife and marry the, me? He then pulled out a ring as Antoine squealed with joy while filming. It's unclear what went wrong, though, then during the proposal at Pemba Island, which is a popular honeymoon destination. Uh, she said, knowing him, always quick with an off-color joke, he's probably entertaining someone up there with a story about how he royally screwed up his proposal and died. Where was this? Tanzania? Uh, Tanzania. Yeah. Tanzania? Yes. Where is that? Uh, northern uh, part Indian of Africa. Indian Ocean. You know... Northeast part of Africa? Is that a lot of us, you know, everyone oh. grieves diff- uh, differently, but she seems... She seems okay with this. Yeah. Yeah. A little too okay. Yeah. Well, whatever. I wonder if she but suggested it. The couple... You know what would be really cool, honey? Why don't you go underwater and propose to me? I'll wait by the window. The couple were staying in the resort's famed underwater room. Cost seventeen hundred bucks a night. It's a floating structure offshore in crystal clear waters. I ain't doing that. Where the bed is surrounded by glass windows looking into the ocean. It, it yeah. is south, is just outside of Kenya, uh, south of Somalia, but is north of oh, Mozambique. I was Zimbabwe. thinking of Tunisia. Yeah, no, I was. Way I'm thinking off. of the time I had an anxiety attack at Disney World when I got on the twenty thousand leagues under the sea ride, which yeah. never actually and I said, went underwater. And I said, I got to get get me out of here. The thing never went underwater. Surface. <laughs> so I had to take this thing to the top. Oh, this, uh, this room I could not stay in. There's, there's no. Oh, way I'm not I staying in that room. Are you kidding me? It did make me think of the old Joe Simon song, though. I've been down one time. Uh, I've been down two times. I'm drowning, drowning in the sea of love. Huh. Sea of love. Yeah, yeah. Sea of love. That's a great song. Yeah. You want to come back and have our uh, Candace Owen conversation? Yeah. Was he outside of the hotel room because uh, he was reviving a fish that hit the window? (laughs) No. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Reavers alerted me to a video that he took uh, note of, what, I would imagine late Friday afternoon? Yes. And it was uh, Candace Owens, who is an African-American woman, 30 years old. She is a conservative uh, blogger. I believe she has a podcast. And, and she's, she's, been, uh, she's been quite intriguing to me with her conservative ideas. And she was uh, testifying, apparently, in a, a, to a congressional committee that was insisting that white nationalism is a tremendous problem. Am I on the right track? A tremendous problem for for black people in America. And uh, I want to play you the uh, 
play you the audio, and then I want us to have a conversation about where we where we are with young. Should have asked you Candace before Owens. this. Do you want it queued up from the beginning? Yeah, or let's, where, let's to give it a little context. You got to have the beginning. Yes, yeah, okay. just okay. for context. And she, so she's sitting there with some young uh, blonde staffers, or I, I don't know who they are, but they're two two women and a one guy. Yeah. I just have to say that I object strenuously to your use of the word hilarious. Um, to me, this feels a lot like your reaction to being named in one of these manifestos. Now, you're, of course, not responsible for the words of somebody writing that document. But I do think that laughing at it is a real problem because these are real families that are impacted by this violence. And I think our efforts towards talking about this have to start from a place of mutual respect which is what I've heard from, from this side of the table. Now, the reason we don't have those numbers, I want those numbers as much as you do, but the number, to say the numbers don't show something is simply not supported by the data. Okay, and I have 38 seconds left, Ms. Mulligan, if you, can, if you want to respond within that time. The only thing I would add is that um, it's in the name. Terrorism, domestic terrorism, it terrorizes us. It terrorizes us in our homes. It terrorizes us in our schools. Um, and, the, and to the points made by, by the other panelists, it is disproportionate um, to its impact on any individual life. And it's not. You reject the idea it's something that doesn't matter or it doesn't really matter. Absolutely reject. Okay. All right. So here's where we are. Every, every member now has had five minutes and. Okay, and Mr. Clay, so we have two members who have not, so I'm gonna to go to the two members who have not yet, and, and, then, you, and, and, and we'll give an opportunity for a closing thought to any member who wants before we go. Am I next to respond, or is Mr. Meadows? I thought Mr. Meadows was Mr. next. Mr. Meadows, okay. Mr. Meadows is next, then Mr. Clay, then to you, Mr. Jordan. Uh, Ms. Owens, obviously this is a gang up on you. You know, we, we're, we're giving uh, these witnesses the ability to do a rebuttal on you, and so, um, you know, I, I find it unfair, Ms. Ballou. I mean, you know, candidly, for you to show mutual respect and then you to go after Ms. Owens, it's not appropriate. So, Ms. Owens, you can have four minutes and 34 seconds to respond, however you like. I'll, I'll yield to the... Thank you. Uh, I believe, Ms. Owens, when you used the word hilarious, it was, in, it was referencing the fact that no one had asked you a question. It wasn't to the subject matter of the hearing. Is that right? That is correct. And for ha to have another witness insinuate something that is not accurate is just not appropriate, Mr. Chairman, for how witnesses are supposed to behave in front of this committee. I also think you didn't say it doesn't matter about the subject matter of today's hearing. You said there are other subjects that matter as well, and maybe we should spend some time on those. Is that accurate? That is correct, and they matter much, 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 much more. And I have said that. I said that in my opening, and I will say it again, you know that white supremacy and white nationalism is nowhere near, ranks nowhere near the top of the issues that are facing black America. And the reason that you are bringing them up in this room is because it is attempt to make the election all about race as the Democrats Not in do. my case, Ms. Owens, I'm sorry. Please my, do not characterize Ms. my motive. Mr. Chairman, it's my time. Yeah, you, it's my got, time. You've got your time, Mr. Meadows. I'll give you three more seconds. Every four years, you bring up race, and you knew exactly what I meant when I said hilarious, and you just tried to do live what the media does all the time to Republicans, to our president, and to conservatives, which you tried to manipulate what I said to fit your narrative, okay? I was not referring to the subject matter that is hilarious. I said it's hilarious that we are sitting in this room today, and I've got two doctors and a missus, and nobody can give us real numbers that we can respond to so we can assess how big of a threat this is, because you know that it is not as big of a threat as you are trying to make it out to be so that you can manipulate. And the audacity of you 
to bring up the Christchurch shooting manifesto and make it seem as if I laughed at people that were slaughtered by a homicidal maniac is, in my opinion, absolutely despicable. And I think that we should be above that. To try to assign reality or any meaning to a homicidal maniac writing a manifesto, which, by the way, let the record show, also stated Spyro the Dragon, the child's cartoon, as a source of inspiration. He also cited Nelson Mandela as a source of information. I don't think, I don't think that Nelson Mandela has inspired mosque shootings. You can correct me if you think I'm wrong. You, are, you would rather assign meaning to a homicidal maniac than to actually address that I said to, the things that I said today that are actually harming black America. Number one, father absence. Number two, the education system and the illiteracy rate. Illegal immigration ranks high, abortion ranks high, white supremacy and white nationalism, if I had to make a list again of 100 things, would not be on it. This hearing, in my opinion, is a farce. And it is ironic that you're sitting here and you're having three Caucasian people testify and tell you what their expertise are. Do I know what my expertise are? black in America. I've been black in America my whole life, all 30 years, and I can tell you that you guys have done the exact same thing every four years ahead of an election cycle, and it needs to stop. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. And John Height inspired the conversation that's about to develop, because we were playing this in the mm -hmm. prep room, and you had some doubts. Well, about six months ago when she started appearing everywhere, mm -hmm. Candace Owens, I thought, well, I'll do a little research, see what, blah, blah, blah. Three Don't say blah, blah, blah. Three years ago. Right. When Barack Obama was president. Right. She was a loony lefty. Yep. Going after the Republican Party and the right wing. Right. She was the director uh, of Degree 180, a marketing agency that offered consultation, production, and planning services. The website included a blog, which frequently posted anti-conservative and anti-Trump content, including mockery of his swimsuit area. In a 2015 column that Owens wrote for the site, she criticized conservative Republicans writing about the bat bleep crazy <laughs> antics of the Republican Tea Party, adding, the good news is they will eventually die off peacefully in their sleep, we hope, and then we can get right on with the obvious social change that needs to happen immediately. Well, so and now she's the complete opposite. She's a right-wing lunatic talking about left-wing lunatics. I, and, I, and who's president, coincidentally enough? Donald Trump. So I immediately was a bit skeptical about uh, her intentions, her motives. Mm -hmm. uh, did she automatically just change, uh, you know? But just, words, because you're, but just because you're tied to one party at a time doesn't mean you're going to be tied to that party for the rest of your nothing life. Nothing I heard suggested lunacy from her. No. I enjoyed okay. everything yeah. she said. Yeah. Well, I don't agree with everything she said, but All right. I think if you don't think white nationalism's in the top 100 problems for black people right now, the Department of Homeland Services said last week they need to start investigating because there's been at least 50 incidents this year where people were white nationalists attacked people because they were of color. But well, she did bring up the number one problem facing black America, fatherless and that's fatherless homes. homes. Oh, yeah, tough to argue with. Okay, yeah. but I think what we're saying here is, I, I would love to embrace her as a, as a conservative voice of reason, right? Because mm -hmm. a black female conservative voices of reason are really in short supply. Mm, yeah. But what's to stop me from thinking that the minute uh, Kamala Harris got elected president, she wouldn't go back to that side. Well, that's, I, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know where she is. And that's why I said I'm skeptical yeah. when I hear 
or involved in anything. And she also was brought into, see, this is uh, minutia, but the, the people who brought her into this hearing, Jim Jordan, mm-hmm. who I think is possibly one of the worst human beings in Congress. All right. <laughs> uh, he's the fellow who was at Ohio State when the doctor was sexually abusing all the athletes, mm-hmm. and he knew all about it. He denies knowing all about it, but all athletes say he knew all about it. And he's the guy that brought her into this hearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, okay, but it is hilarious to watch, and I'll post this video so people can see it, but you're having three Caucasian people trying to tell, tell yeah, her, her certainly. what the yeah. problems with black America are, which is, exactly. which is hilarious. But three years ago, she would have said, you know. Did you see her excuse for changing? No. I've seen uh, it. It's on her I've Wikipedia page okay. <laughs> under the uh, heading Privacy Violation, right. Gamergate, and Political Transformation. I have that right here. Owens launched socialautopsy.com in 2016, a website she said would expose bullies on the internet by tracking their digital footprint. The proposed site would have solicited users to take screenshots of offensive posts and send them to the website where they would be categorized by the user's name. She used crowdfunding on Kickstarter for the website. The proposal was immediately controversial, drawing criticism that she was de-anonymizing or doxing internet users and violating their privacy. Uh, According to the Daily Dot, people from all sides of the anti-harassment debate were quick to publicize the database, calling it public shaming, a list that would encourage doxing and retaliatory harassment. Both conservatives and progressives involved in the Gamergate controversy condemned the website. Uh, In response, people began posting Owen's private details online. Owens blamed with scant evidence the doxing on progressives involved in the Gamergate controversy. After this, she earned the support of conservatives involved in the Gamergate controversy, including right-wing political commentators and Trump supporters Milo Yanopoulos and Mike Cernovich. After this, Owens became a conservative, saying in 2017, I became a conservative overnight. I realized that liberals were actually the racists. Liberals were actually the trolls. Social autopsy is why I'm conservative. And I don't disagree with uh, what she says there, basically. I mean, liberals. What's know. Gamergate? But could it just be a case of, because she, she's 30, correct? She's 30 years old. She got smarter yeah. real quick. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is this a case of she just realized that being tied to the Repo- or the Democratic Party wasn't going to get her or black community it's anywhere? Sure. It could be, yes. That's I, quite I an would, enlightenment I would be in, skept- in a short period of time. I would be skeptical for the sure. reason Joe just hey, said. I'm the cynic on the show, John, yeah, not well, you. I, I'm, well, I'm, nobody can out-cynic me. That's true. Uh, Gamergate I, controversy stemmed from a harassment campaign conducted primarily primarily through the use use of the hashtag Gamergate. The controversy centered on issues of sexism and progressivism in a video in video game culture. You said something the other day about uh, it's a blanket term. You said something the other day about a city uh, St. Paul City Councilwoman Jaleel uh, Mitri Nelson. Uh, what would turn her around uh, to uh, be more favorable to police or whatever and you said she would need to be attacked and personally discover for herself what the lack of moral and ethical clarity in this country results in. Uh, people change their political ideology all the time. I guess what, what I'm being asked to believe is that uh, Candace Owens, uh, that was her version of getting beat up. That was that, her defining that, moment. That she yeah. saw these people coming after her and spilling the beans about her private life, and, and all because she was attempting, apparently— to uh, deprivatize the knowledge of uh, bullies that she could discover somehow yeah. online. David well, Gallertner. Yeah. Same thing with the Unabomber. Oh, well, he I, was a lefty and boom. But, I mean, she was, 
She was as thoroughly anti-conservative, though, as she now is anti-liberal. Yeah, I, I would agree from just, what I've read about her. Yeah. She's, she's not going away. No, no, she's, uh, definitely not. She's attractive. She's glib. She's uh, going to be extremely popular on uh, you know Fox News or what have you. Mm-hmm. And she's not going away, so it'll be really interesting in the event a Democrat, a, a wildly liberal Democrat got elected president, it'll be very interesting to see what she does yeah. with that. What was the moment for you? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Were, remember when you were a flaming liberal? Mm-hmm. What yeah. was the thing that happened that made you switch? I think it was that tax return in 72. <laughs> becoming uh, becoming uh, gainfully employed and watching where the money was going. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Candace, re- incidentally cool. enough, was uh, raised by her grandparents. Her mm-hmm. parents divorced, so she did not have her father with her growing up. Uh, to give you more background, because his name's been coming up all the time, when I was in college, I was a big believer in Paul Ehrlich, the guy who wrote The Population mm-hmm. Bomb. You know, I was a long-haired hippie that thought the man is out to get us mm-hmm. and we're oppressed, and uh, I better believe everything this UCLA freak says. Climate? Were you a climate ch- uh, denier? Nah, that didn't exist so much. Though. Got it. Uh, but I think the older you get— and you start making money, and you start raising a family, you start to have your eyes opened about a lot of things. I don't think our history is much different, you and Mm -hmm. I, because in my 20s, you know, I was a flaming liberal also. And for me, it was basically Ronald Reagan that kind of uh, Mm -hmm. made me start thinking, uh, maybe maybe this is wrong. I've always gotten it. (laughs) 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 I never had that point where I was making the big money, but I just... Too stupid to know anything else, I guess. <laughs> I, I, uh, what's the old Mark Twain line? Uh, if you don't have, uh, if you're not a liberal when you're young, you don't have a heart. Isn't that Churchill? Maybe it's Churchill. If you're not a liberal when you're young, you don't have a heart. And if you're not a conservative when you're older, you don't have a brain. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What happens is you begin to realize how the brain can work with your heart. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, Rook, the line should have been the day I started working on GL. Yeah. The day I started working on GL. It's too late now. No. Damn it. Well, I don't know what to think about Candace Owens, because I, I enjoyed her remarks there. I, I found them to be perfectly accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I didn't know that she was once uh, a liberal. and I, 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 I didn't either. I have to say, you just shocked the bleep out of well, me. Well, when I started, like here. I said, six months ago, because she was everywhere for a while. Oh, yeah, I mean, she, she was. was huh? Yeah. And so I started it. reading up on her, and then I went, oh. This but if you see strange. this video, and Reavers will make sure that you can... But she just slays these pretty little blondes who were sitting there going, we just got sliced here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just yeah. got sliced. Yeah. I saw it over the weekend on Victory Twitter. Victory score. Right. Shoots. She shoot, Candace Owen shoots and scores. <laughs> and they're left literally dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. I found myself looking for more. I, I was so impressed by her. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to. I she to was. More. I listened to. If you're interested in hearing her, seriously, uh, she was on Joe Rogan's uh, podcast. I, I saw a long clip of that. And Why don't we get her on and ask her about this? I've extended an invitation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love to talk I, to her. It would be great. I agree. Well, and she isn't she promoting a book, or did she, or did she promote a book? I think yeah, yeah I think she book. has a book that just came out, right? Not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, it has to do with a, a blackout or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'll look it up. Well, I don't see anything in the wiki page about her book. She had no interest in politics whatsoever before 2015, but previously identified as liberal in 2017. She she made the switch. And she's perfectly entitled to make the switch. We're just uh, mm-hmm. 
Blexit yep. movement. This isn't something I'd never heard of either. It's also on her uh, wiki page. She's an NRA member. She doesn't believe in climate change. She supports same-sex marriage. She opposes welfare, although she has family on it. She's a little bit all over the map sometimes. Well, like all of us, yeah, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. Our book is Blackout, How Black America Can Make Its Second Escape from whatever. I, I can't finish. In October 2018, Owens launched the Blexit Movement, a campaign encouraged uh, African Americans to abandon the Democratic Party and register as Republic. Well, I've always, I've always, I've felt that for the last 30, 40 years of my yeah. life, that, that, that yeah. liberals have not done black people any favors. Exactly. Well, that's and, her book, to finish it, How Black America Can uh, Make Its Second Escape from the Democrat Plantation. Right. Well, look at the congressional, the 5th Congressional District in Minneapolis, which hasn't <laughs> been represented by a Republican since the early 1960s, and it continues to go downhill socioeconomically. The same people that run every year, every time say i'm here to fight for you you've all been fighting for me and we're getting nowhere mm-hmm. yeah. does it as a side note that clip uh, that we played the congress people are ju- they're children right they're they just are. children yeah. that's just it's just despicable it's, oh, watching yeah. their behavior you know do do something do your work mm-hmm. don't sit and, and that extends like to children every that extends to every politician we've referenced today yeah no, it there's seems no, like none of them give one rat's ass there's no party yeah. about no. what's going on in get, their home states get on the computer rook and uh, my song today remember Get on the computer and learn what what exactly was this hearing? Uh, a hearing about what? Mm. Was it a homeland security hearing? A uh, 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 touting the rise of white supremacism? Was I, it uh, something like that? Yeah. What 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 was it? And why was she there? And who were these? Uh, uh, I I'm calling them blonde women because they were in fact blonde. I don't know their names. Who are they? Take a break and let's do some homework. Got it. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Boy, there's nothing better than coming home on a Sunday night to a big box of one, two, three, four, five pounds of coffee from thecoffeegrounds.com over in Eau Claire. I bought some of everything that's GL branded. I bought two two pounds of the Krabby Coffee Shop blend, and then one pl- a pound of Johnny's blend. Uh-huh. That's uh, Johnny Heights guitar, guitar or something. Decaf. Uh, I bought uh, the new Spoon Lake blend. I'll be, I'll be having that tomorrow morning. Brought a little bit in for Such, and then uh, I bought the GL blend. And I'm the only guy, you dummies, I know you guys do this with whiskey and gin and beer. I don't drink gin. But I'm the only one here that has, I, I double fist coffee. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I've got the you spoon. Got two cups going. I've got the you Spoon do, Lake yeah. blend in the GL cup here. Where'd you get that cool GL cup? I've never seen that one. And Joe, it's really good. Yeah, I'm, I, I was I was all ready to poo-poo it because I thought it would be too weak, but it's really good. And then, of course, the standby, the Krabby Coffee Shop blend, which will make your hair stand on end. Yeah, you got some in your beard. It's, it's Well, <laughs> I could use the coloring, actually. It's wonderful stuff. So, uh, yeah, the, crab, uh, the uh, coffeegrounds.com, the place to order it. And try out our, our GL blends but there's more to the coffeegrounds.com than just coffee uh, i mean that's all i need them for but um for instance they've got a full service restaurant there uh, they've got a bar there they've got their own they've got their own beer they make their own beer there they have cocktails on tap and 
Oktoberfest. The Oktoberfest celebration started last week. They released five new German beers. You're going to love it. But like I said, uh, beer is good. But for me, coffee is way better. And nobody does it better than the coffeegrounds.com. It sounds like you might be venturing over there. Uh, Saturday, I believe, we'll be making a trip there. Yes. Such gives the best advice when it comes to getting there from here. Backroads. It's a, it's a wonderful trip, either on, on the north side or the south side I think of the north side, it's 60. I'll check it. You go, oh. you go to, into downtown Hudson. You know what? I, you, no, no, no. Here's what you do. Uh, Cross the river. Go east. Right. Just pick a highway. Just well, cross it uh, once, just, just pick a highway and go <laughs> okay, over. Okay, the best way is to go to uh, Hudson and go up 10. Go up 10. You go through Ellsworth, and, and uh, just beautiful pastoral farmland. It's okay. just wonderful. If you're driving a truck, do what I do. Just take gravel roads the whole way. <laughs> anyway, you're going to find them over in Eau Claire. They're just a half a mile north of 94 on Southtown Drive in Eau Claire. Say hi to Eric and Julie and thank them. Please thank them for being part of the GL family. Rook, why was Candace Owens testifying, and what was the uh, what was the occasion? Uh, she was at the Capitol because the uh, House Oversight Joint Subcommittee was having a hearing, and the hearing had to do with white supremacy, uh, and that's the reason that she was sitting there. They had three uh, Democratic panelists, and then she was there. Courtesy of the Republicans. Specifically, it was national security and civil rights and civil liberties. Do we know who the blondes were? Oh, that I didn't know. Uh, Ka- Dr. Kathleen Bellew, okay. an assistant prof at the University of Chicago, right. who was called on by Democrats in the panel to testify on the growing trend of hate crimes combating white supremacy. She studies white nationalism, apparently. Okay. That sounds like a blast. And, and Candace sh- Owens, her name actually is Candace Owens Farmer. She's married to a guy named George Farmer. She uh, she finds, uh, and I have no reason to doubt her, as a black woman in America, she finds the prospect of, of white nationalism being uh, the ma- one of the major problems facing black people. She doesn't find that to be particularly egregious in her world. So that's why she was there. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's what we know about her. What we know is she was a flaming liberal mm-hmm. and now is a flaming righty. <laughs> and uh, I, I, as I say... Uh, I, I'm going to be interested in, in reading about her whenever she appears or has a public, and we have, we're, we're trying to get her on as a guest. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to her. So She will talk circles around you. Well, I, I don't, you will be so intimidated by her. No, I'm, I'm no, I don't intend to challenge her. I'm just, I wanna, one of the things I would ask her is explain your transformation. How did it happen? I'm See if go, I'm right. I'm going to go deep in your past, and I'm going to look for things that you would disagree with her on, <laughs> and I'm going to purposely bring them up just to watch her burn you down. Well, I have no interest in getting into an wow. argument with her. <laughs> what, what can you do to keep up the pressure of getting to her? I'll... I'll uh, respond again today. Yeah, I'll follow up with a publisher. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. my guess is that she's. Well, like you would tell her yeah. that uh, the mayor is looking for yeah, right. this one. Then we have a politician locally that switched parties. Norm Coleman. Norm Coleman. Yeah, I thought it was Normie. Uh, it was good for St. Paul. Good. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> How's good Normie doing? I wonder. Uh, the last time I chatted with him, he was uh, he was doing okay. He's uh, still fighting. John mentioned this in his newscast. This is from the Pioneer Press. Dozens of people marched Sunday night from a St. Paul police station to the spot where a little Canada man was shot and killed by an officer last week where they spoke against police violence at a candlelight vigil. Ronald Davis, 31, was fatally shot by Officer Stephen Matson last Sunday during an encounter at Thomas Avenue and Grigg Street. 
Davis rear-ended Matson's squad car when the officer was stopped at a stop sign, according to the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, the agency conducting the investigation. Both men exited their vehicles, and Davis brandished a knife and ignored repeated commands to drop it, the BCA said. During the confrontation, Matson fatally shot Davis. Matson's body-worn camera captured the incident, and Police Chief Todd Axdell said the body camera footage will be released tomorrow, Tuesday, September 24th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, enough is enough, said civil rights attorney and activist Nakima Levy-Armstrong, one of the speakers at the candlelight vigil at the corner of Thomas Avenue and Griggs Street. The man should still be alive, she said. I don't care what happened in that car situation. You well, can't say that. You yeah. can't say that. Well, that's the facts that? of it. Exactly. Uh, protesters also heard from... Toshira Garraway, whose fiancé, 24-year-old Justin Teagan, suffocated after he fled St. Paul Police and hid in a recycling bin in 2009. Uh, I am, we are tired and will no longer let you do this, do this to us, she said. Davis' wife knelt on the ground and lit sage and wept for her husband near flowers and memorial signs. Organizers held signs to block views of her and asked that no photos be taken out of respect for her privacy. Uh, is, uh, uh, you're going to back it up here. Yeah. He I was, don't care what happened in the car. He was no. running from the police. Mm-hmm. They, well, they, uh, they, that's a story I don't know anything about. Toshira Garraway, whose fiance, 24-year-old Justin Teagan, suffocated after he fled St. Paul police and hid in a recycling bin in 2009. I'm unaware of that story. I hadn't so, heard of that one either. So am I. Look and it up, that, Brooke. Uh, Look up, uh, Justin. Are we to be blaming the police for that? Look that one up, Rook. Justin Teagan, T-E-I-G-E-N. John, Uh, didn't you fall into your recycling bin one time? I did. You know, one time I was at the upper deck uh, in the main room, and uh, I'd been Mm overserved, and I was leaning on one of those 55-gallon barrel trash cans. The next thing I I know, I was coming to, crawling out of it. And all my friends, not one of them were helping me. Nah. They were all standing there laughing. Let me finish this. State patrol vehicles were posted near the entrance to Interstate 94 and along various on-ramps to the freeway, possibly to handle protesters marching on the freeway. Now I'm going to read you a list of people who failed to recognize the decline of moral and ethical uh, clarity, beginning with Nakima Levy-Armstrong. The march, which began at the police department's Western District Office and Vigil, was organized by Black Lives Matter, Twin Cities Metro, Communities United Against Police Brutality, Twin Cities Coalition for Justice for Jamar, Justice for Marcus Golden, Justice for Justine Damon Ruckshack, and several other community organizations. Uh, when protesters returned to the police substation, they stuck their flyers on the department windows before dispersing. Uh, you know, you have a decline of moral and ethical integrity in this country, Nakima Levy Armstrong, and uh, you have to regard the incident with the car. That was why the situation developed in the first place. What did you find out? Anything? Uh, 24-year-old Justin Anthony Teagan of St. Paul fled police after a traffic stop, crashed his car, and then crawled into a dumpster early Wednesday morning and died. His body was discovered amid recyclable uh, refuse about six hours later by workers at Allied Waste Recycling Facility in Invergrove Heights. Well, the police didn't kill him then. No, they didn't. He... uh, how could they possibly be held accountable? There was... I did see a different story from a different thing that... And it was obviously a biased story. It wasn't from a news thing that said uh, 
the folks who were protesting said police beat him to death and threw him in the recycling bin. Of oh, course, I don't, I don't believe that. I, I hope that's not the reason. I don't believe protesting that. that because I don't believe that. Uh, you, you you would have known more not about for this. a second. Yeah. No. So it says on, on about 9 a.m. Wednesday, Invergrove, Invergrove Heights police were called to the facility to determine that the garbage truck uh, had Tegan's body had arrived and had been picked up the recycling along University Avenue in St. Paul. When St. Paul police got involved, they discovered that Tegan had been stopped in a parking lot near Snelling and University for reckless driving be- shortly before 3 a.m. He fled, and his car crashed into a pillar in the 1400 block of West University Avenue. His two passengers were taken to Regions Hospital with serious injuries. Tegan ran south on Pascal Avenue, and officers were unable to find him. Surveillance video uh, shows a man believed to be Tegan climbing into a dumpster shortly after the time of the crash. <laughs> What Jeez. does that have to do with police brutality? Yeah, yeah. How, how, why Nothing. are the police to blame so for that? Nakima Armstrong was one of the organizers of this, mm-hmm. and she truly, honestly believes that the the uh, body cam footage should have been released already. Uh, you well, know, I, she's a lawyer. I, I would imagine she she thinks that. Should we invite her on? Not it's going to be released. She won't come on with the, us. She's not, had a standing invitation to come on. Not only is she a lawyer, she's a professor of law. At St. Thomas. No, no, not anymore. They got rid of her. How can she possibly think that being a lawyer? Because she's a she's she is a biased. Uh, she's very uh, she's a chief lieutenant in the race industry. You couldn't give her a parking ticket without being accused of being a racist. Yeah, that's what we've learned about her. This man should still be alive. She said, "I don't care what happened in that car situation." Well, that 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 car situation. Meaning the guy rear-ended a cop car and then got in a tussle with him. Uh, that's what happened, Nakima. And, and how about just waiting for it to come out? Nakima. What's going to happen when this shows? I hope for the police sake that the body camera shows exactly what we've been told. Yeah, and when that happens, will they say, oh, sorry, I guess we were wrong for Where protesting. do you fall on that whole releasing of the body camera footage I mean, do you think it should be given a few weeks or six weeks, or do you think it should be next day? And I only bring it up because I was thinking about it myself, and I was thinking of this show that's so, so popular on the weekends called uh, Live PD. Yeah. Uh, and, And I don't particularly enjoy it, but, boy, everybody I know is addicted to it, and it's basically, Such, have you seen it? No. It's it's like Cops, you know, remember that show, sure. Cops? Sure. Only it's live. It's playing out as we watch it. Uh, I don't know the technical reasons for withholding the body camera footage. I, I heard last week they wanted I mean, I'm the, sure there are legal reasons. Sure, yeah. but I think the chief said he was going to let the family look at it first, and now it must be release time tomorrow. Well, we're, we'll be anxious. Yeah, don't let those. Pesky. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But, I wouldn't expect that the likes of Nakima will apologize. Of course not. Right. No matter what it shows, <laughs> right. and if it does in fact show him as being guilty, right. and it it won't change change their mind at all. No, there'll be no Emily Latella. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Why don't we come back with Johnny's newscast? Sure, but, that sounds. Or like do you want to do a but first? Well, let's do a but first. Let's do a but first, and this but first is very important, and that is. Of course, we're talking about big-time sports auctions. They're online at btsauctions.com. You spell out auctions. But remember, if you have a big event coming up and you were dumb enough to raise your hand and say, I'll take care of the silent auction, well, 
it's your lucky day because now you're going to be the smartest guy in the world. When you involve big-time sports auctions to help out with your silent auction, you do less, but you gain more. Steve over at Big Time Sports Auction can set up an amazing display of one-of-a-kind items, bring in some money for your group. It doesn't have to be sports either. Entertainment, they do all sorts of different things. They deal with churches, schools, sports teams, all sorts of special fundraisers. Whatever the event, Big Time Sports Auction is going to help you raise money by setting up a silent auction. But they do everything. You get, it's perfect for me. I don't have to do a thing but give them a call. Well, they, th- this this is artwork that you didn't get off the back of a cereal box. No, I've been this over there. This is all authenticated, really great stuff. I went over to their warehouse. They got all sorts of great stuff, and it's just waiting for a place to go. Key, they, the key to this commercial is you didn't have to do one thing. I don't have to bring myself to anybody. Hmm. He brings it to me. Sets it up? Sets it up. He t- does everything, including the bid sheets. They'll take a little piece of the action. You don't have to do anything. I <laughs> live, want Live your life like rookie. Don't do a damn right. thing. Right. Less is better when you're planning. Less is better when you're planning. Yes. So that's why Big Time Sports Auctions is going to help you. Even Matt Burke uses these guys for all of their events. You should do be a hero like me at your next fundraiser. Call Steve at Big Time Sports Auctions. 612-718-3629. 612-718-3629. A customized set for you for your next event. Bring them out. Go to btsauctions.com and tell them the Rook sent you in to do nothing. Truth, Justice, and the Souteray. Here's Johnny. Thanks, Joe. Jurors in Texas have awarded $600,000 to former Hennepin County Sheriff Richard Stanick, who sued for injuries he suffered during a physical clash with a one-time FBI agent who promotes a view that Muslims are a widespread danger in U.S. society. The verdict in Dallas County District Court came late Friday after an eight-day trial and two days of deliberations by jurors who weighed the evidence presented in connection with Stanick's altercation with John Guandolo on June 28, 2017 in Reno at the Atlantis Resort and Casino during a National Sheriff's Association conference. Guandolo is a retired Marine. He resigned from the FBI in 2008. He founded Understanding the Threat in 2012, a consulting firm that, in its own words, is dedicated to providing strategic and operational threat-focused consultation, education, and training for law enforcement. He's come under fire in recent years for his controversial anti-Muslim views. He once accused former CIA Director John Brennan in a radio interview of secretly converting to Islam. In October 2016, he wrote a post titled, In This War, Minnesota's Twin Cities Are Lost. That was critical of local officials calling out Stanek by name. While still in office, Stanek agreed to meet Guandola during the sheriff's conference. Afterward, he said Guandola assaulted him by violently shoving him and punching him in the face. Casino video surveillance did show Guandola throwing two punches. The second one lands. The assault aggravated uh, uh, Sheriff Stanek's prior injuries and or caused significant bodily injury, according to the suit. Stanek was sheriff for 12 years until he narrowly lost his re-election bid in November 2018. He sued for $1 million in damages to cover medical expenses, physical pain, and severe emotional distress. He ended up getting six hundred grand. Anybody thinking what I'm thinking? What did the sheriff say to him? I have no idea. I'm trying to think. I only want to know 
so I'm I don't make the mistake he did. I enjoy I enjoy Stanick might have been defending the Minneapolis sure. Muslim community. Yeah. Or or his own department since yeah. uh, yeah, but this I, guy I, saying, No, you're crazy. Boom. I often like taking the uh the life other people's mistakes and using them to for, for my benefit. Well, yeah. I thought maybe you were trying to earn six hundred thousand dollars. Learn from the mistakes of others. <laughs> John, may I do a ruling for this show? Sure. Uh, Tim Horan needs a ruling. Hail the flashlight king. Hey. Not sure if this is a ray of hope, defeating the female fun limitation factor, or the perfect adaptation of the 48-hour rule. I just returned from a car rally called the Colorado Grand, a 1,000-mile drive through the mountains of Colorado, starting in Vail and ending in Vail. This was the 31st year, and the 100 or so cars are all pre-1960 sports and race cars. I have attached a link for the mayor. In 2019, there were nine Austin Healy, six Aston Martins, and 12 pre-war Bentleys. I've heard of this race. It's fantastic. Finally, to the story. I was telling a fellow entrant and classic car dealer about your show, Garage Logic, and shared the story about the fellow going into the snowmobile shop and asking for a yellow snowmobile <laughs> in a certain model. Uh, the dealer said he didn't have yellow, but he had white and black or something. The guy said, nope, it has to be yellow because the one he was trading in was yellow, and this could defeat the 48-hour rule. <laughs> it's called, It's called. we gave. came up with a name for that. It's called goldfishing. Gold <laughs> <laughs> My friend laughed and shared a great story. He has a client who has six black-on-black Porsche 911s. They range in vintage from 1972 to 2018. Uh, yeah. He only takes one home at a time, leaving the other five with my friend. <laughs> His wife has never been the wiser and thinks they have one black-on-black Porsche 911. Um. To make the story more compelling and interesting, the client brought his wife to the garage, and she walked by all five of the other 911s and never made a comment that she had ever seen or ridden in any of them. <laughs> so what's the ruling? Defeating the FFLF, nailing the 48-hour rule, or just a ray of hope? I think it's just a ray of hope. Yeah. That's be, be yeah, my ruling. It's a ray of hope. Do you have to do this? Why? You're ruining it for everybody. Well, I have to give a ruling. I'm giving away secrets. But there's... (sighs) Who doesn't do this? Joe. It's goldfish. Joe, quiet. All right. All right. You guys, come on. Yeah. We need to talk in code when we're talking <laughs> right. about this. Well, right. you, do you think suspect? My, my color is blue, by the way. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Are you worried it? that the the misses might be listening? Shut up. Oh, okay. Reavers. Well, my God, are you really this dumb? No. Well, well. You didn't have to answer that, Chris. Works with guitars too. Does guitar. it really? God, no, you're outing yourself. Yeah, she doesn't listen. <laughs> oh, you're so lucky. Well, the smaller the item, the better. But this guy's getting away with it with six Porsches. That's fantastic. I would kiss him on the mouth. Right. Another good medium to <laughs> you know, stamps. You know who makes a, a <laughs> good look? A good looking car. Uh, I run into cars in, in another endeavor I have. Right. The Bentleys are incredible yeah, looking. Yeah. Oh, They're too God. bulky for me. But they, they cost a lot of money, right. too. The Companion Animal Parasite Council has issued... Are you the, a member of that? I'm not. <laughs> has issued the top 10 cities with the highest percentage increase in positive heartworm tests in pets. St. Okay. Pa- Paul ranks as second highest in the nation. Really? Trailing only Orange, California. The oh, you guys got to get to work. The CAPC, the nation's leading source on parasitic diseases that threaten the health of pets and people, says the list reflects positive heartworm test results from the last 30 to 45 days. Uh, the uh, top 10 list, uh, you, you don't want the list, but St. Paul's second. Let's just put it that well, way. Let's, let's get going here. You can, number one's you within reach. Number one. number one. The release says pets in the cities may have been exposed locally or travel-related exposure may have contributed uh, to the increase in positive testing. 
The FBI has arrested a U.S. soldier who allegedly talked about plans to bomb a major American news network, planned to travel to Ukraine to fight with violent far-right group Azov Battalion, and allegedly distributed information online on how to build bombs. He also allegedly suggested targeting Democratic presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke. According to charging documents in the case, Jarrett William Smith, who transferred to Fort Riley, Kansas in July, has been in communication with another American, Craig Lang, who traveled to Ukraine and fought with another far-right group, the Right Sector. They were in contact since 2016. On December 8th, the Smith led a group uh, chat on Facebook with Land, including discussing the ability to make bombs. Authorities say at least five people were shot and wounded at a swingers club near Kansas City. Jackson County Sheriff Daryl Fort says the shooting happened about 3.30 in the morning Sunday. <laughs> Such? What's a swingers club? Nothing good happens at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> After a fight outside the Spot Lifestyle and Swingers Club, mm-hmm. it's located in an unincorporated area less than 10 miles east of downtown I've been there Kansas many City. Times. You, you, you do have the address, right? Ford says deputies found more than 40 shell casings that were fired from multiple weapons. Five victims taken to hospitals, two with graze wounds, the others with injuries that weren't classified as life-threatening. Ford says it's possible there were other victims who... Didn't want to come forward to be part of the police report. Uh, Fort says the department is at a standstill because none of the five who were wounded want to cooperate with him. No one has been arrested. Jealous jealous husband is out, or what we're chalking this up to? I would assume that maybe jealous wife. Who knows? What would you do if you found out your wife was involved in one of these? Uh, oh. I'd say, huh, what's your secret? Right. <laughs> Keep reading. (laughs) I'll be watching TV. (laughs) A Mexican congressman went to great... Bring me home some pizza. I've been there many times. Pick me up a pack of darts on your way home, would (laughs) you? A Mexican congressman went to great lengths and heights to illustrate why he thinks President Trump's U.S.-Mexico border wall is unnecessary and totally absurd. Braulio Guerrara a congressman from the state of Curitaro tweeted photos and a video of himself sitting atop the 30-foot-tall fence that separates the Mexican border city of Tijuana from the U.S. He said, I was able to scale it, climb it, and sit myself right here. It would be simple for me right now to jump into the United States, which shows that it's unnecessary and totally absurd to build this wall. In one of the photos, there's two other people sitting with him. He said they were actually climbing the wall. He was there. It's worth noting, though, he did not post any photos or video footage of himself climbing the wall. So some of the Twizzsphere question how he actually got up there, perhaps if he used a ladder or something. Am I I in violation of the Grunhofer rule? Oh, you were in such trouble. Oh, that's right. I thought thought the rule was when all of us are here and someone announces it, then the rule kicks in. On a weekend at home, are you still still supposed to contact? Well, I guess we'll just make up the rules as we go. Well, here, I, huh? I got accused. Uh, gold fishing. Uh, it, it was on a Saturday when I was accused of. Uh, oh, then I stand accused. Uh, these brats have been here for I don't know how long. I made a I made a run yesterday. Yeah, uh, we saw. And uh, did you see the neat handwriating I had yeah, on all the little yeah. labels? I didn't do that handwriting. Thanks I for think. inviting us to the party too. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah. We were going to come over they're and doing, draw white lines on your glass. Yeah, they're doing brisk business at Grunhofer's in Hugo, the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. They're doing brisk business on Sunday mornings. I don't think Spencer ever takes any time off. 
Would seven you, days a week. You're making money. Why would you? He's also introduced a pit-smoked uh, pork brat and a bacon fireball brat. Ooh, they were the hit good. of this neighborhood yeah. gathering. They were the hit I of bet. the neighborhood I gathering. I wish I knew. And uh, I, uh, I, think I, I, I was s- given a shopping list by the CP, and I picked up uh, six packs of uh, brats. I, I can tell you the flavors: bacon cheddar, yep. uh, mild Italian uh, barbecue bacon. I saw a sauerkraut on there. Uh, sauerkraut, uh, Swiss mushroom, uh, mushroom Swiss. I mean, mild Italian, uh, and a bunch of other ones. I don't know yeah. what they are. They're all wow. fantastic. They were all fantastic. I bet Grunhofer's old fashioned meats and Hugh. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then then what do you got to do? You got to bring them home, put them in the freezer, Keep label them, them for uh-huh. Height and Reavers yeah, and Rook right. and Olson, then do haul them in sometime. here. I don't see any salmon on that sampler tray either. No, I didn't. I didn't get salmon, although I should have. I was there for Pete's sake. Yeah, I should have. And ate it on the way home. And so I should have got some jerky. I should have. I should. You know what? Like I stand. I, I, I'm feeling a little down that I didn't help you guys. Well, I should have just. Up su- there today, I should have just surprised you. That would have been nice. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice because I haven't been up there for a while. I'm due to go up there, but yeah, I'm too. I signed the sheet. I'm dude. afraid. If you heard about us on Garage Logic, I kind of looked around and I just put. Joe S. St. Paul. <laughs> I did Kenny from GL. Yeah. <laughs> you give your address then, too? You're over there on Main, right? Over in... Uh, when Did you do a lot of speaking Linwood? when you were in there? Were you the only customer in there? No, no. I was doing brisk business. Yeah. Same when I was in there, and the, the kid at the counter said, will that be all for you, sir? And I didn't even say anything. I just nodded. Well, uh, my cover uh, was blown because the gal, uh, is, I don't know if that's Spencer's wife or... Uh, uh, yeah, she I, was here with him when we met Spencer for the first time, and she came out and she said, "Hey, Sushere, how are you? Hey, how are you? Keep it fair, meet the fellas. Come on, come on in and meet the fellas. <laughs> and don't forget this Thursday through Saturday at the Adina RF Molar Store is the uh, uh, extraordinary, uh, exceptional diamond event, and that's uh, September 26th. This Thursday through Saturday the 28th at the RF Molar Store." In Edina, 50th in why don't France. You, uh, why don't you go down there and ask Mark if he's got any salmon for you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, since we're doing a quick uh, client wrap-up here, I have something very embarrassing to dis- to disclose oh, to the to the why? group. Uh, over the weekend, I was I was cutting the grass, and uh, about halfway through, the mower kind of went kaput on me, and the bride is in the house with her mom. I said, oh, I can't figure it out. I got gas in here. The oil's good to go. Yeah. And she said, well, did you check the spark plug? I went, damn it. Wow, she got you? My mother-in-law really? got me with the spark. So I had to run over to Fred. I had to go to the Eden Prairie Fredalones and get a new spark plug. Is and that she fired up again? Oh, yeah, just like know, that. You don't know how to clean a spark plug? It, it's old. It's like five years yeah, old. Yeah, but you use a nail file. I clean the like, spark plug, you girl. Nah, I'll Even I know, you know how what? to do that. Ask your mother-in-law. She'll show <laughs> you how to clean a spark plug. Jeez, all you need is a wow. lighter. Plus, I just need an excuse to get out of the house. He what just, is that? Is oh, that two slots oh. on the next scale that he went down? He, he Should we it. add he, three because of his mother-in-law? It, it, it could be worse. He could be like Patrick. Just could have gone and bought, just bought a new mower. Right. <laughs> garage has about 15 lawnmowers. Here you go, Gabe. Here's <laughs> yeah, another push right. one. Gabe had it running in about 10 minutes. <laughs> all right, GLers, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Sharon. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get this dance party going, Herbie Hancock dance party after the show. You're going to watch this time, too, Kenny. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out the Twitter page. The uh, What's the Twitter page? Uh, at Chris Reavers. At Chris Reavers. Reavers oh, I forgot to tag Herbie Hancock in it. That's all right. He's got his one. That's his most famous hit. Rocket. One of, one of the finest jazz musicians in the history of jazz, and all Rook knows is 
rocket. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. GarageLogic.com is where you can find all of the podcasts that you may not have listened to yet. So get caught up. GarageLogic.com. Also check out What's on Joe's Bookshelf in Author's Corner. And Mr. Greg Holcomb, a talented artist, has got wonderful cartoons. That's on the features icon, GarageLogic.com. And you know what dropped today? A brand new table talk with Rookie's family. It's a real podcast. Check it out. GarageLogic.com.